Hello and welcome to this episode of the 2011 Fire Authors Podcast Series brought to you by Jones & Bartlett Learning. My name is Bill Kimball. While at FDIC this year, I had the opportunity to sit with several authors to discuss the materials they produced in partnership with Jones & Bartlett Learning. What follows is the pre-recorded interview from the exhibit hall of FDIC with Glenn Corbett, co-author of Brannigan's Building Construction, which is available from Jones & Bartlett Learning. Glenn Corbett is the former assistant chief of the Waldwick Fire Department and assistant professor of fire science at John Jay College of Criminal Justice in New York City and a technical editor for fire engineering. He recently served on the Federal Advisory Committee of the National Construction Safety Team and is a member of the Fire Code Advisory Council for New Jersey. He is an FDIC Executive Advisory Board member and the co-author of the late Francis L. Brennigan's Building Construction for the Fire Service, 4th edition. Thanks for joining us today, Glenn. Thanks, Bill. Uh, thanks for having me uh, discuss uh, Building Construction for the Fire Service, 4th edition. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and how you came to be involved in this project? I guess the best way to start off with is maybe a little bit of history here. Um, you know, I, I've been involved in the fire service uh, for about 30 years now. Uh, firefighter in northern New Jersey, uh, spent a lot of time in code enforcement uh, in San Antonio and Austin, Texas. Um, now teaching uh, at John Jay College in New York. And uh, over the years, you know, I would um, come to conferences like FDIC and uh, several others, and uh, I would constantly be in contact with, as we all are, with different uh, other people like minds in the fire service. And of course, uh, Frank Brennigan was a you know a great guy that I, I connected with early on, and uh, we just were just really I, I think just a great pair and bounced things off of each other. And so I was really excited back several years ago when Frank uh, actually asked me to help him co-author the the fourth edition of his book. This was like. You know, as I, I say in the intro, this is sort of like having Vince Lombardi help, ask you to help him, you know, develop the, the plan for the Super Bowl, you know, for the Green Bay Packers. So this was, this was, uh, this was a big deal for me, and uh, I really appreciated him doing that. They had the confidence to ask me to help. And so we set out um, basically, um, you know, thinking about what should the fourth edition look like, uh, what con- new content do we want to add to it, how it should it be organized, and so we did a lot of those things. I mean, of course, uh, we went and we looked at, gee, how, you know, organizationally, you know, how do we want this uh, perhaps going forward? How do we, what might be a better way for the book uh, to flow for the readers and things? And so uh, we actually sort of uh, wrapped ourselves around uh, really a fundamental issue in building construction, which is the uh, types of construction. Um, that's what comes certainly out of the building code as well, but it's something that uh, a lot of us have trained on over the years. And so that was sort of one of the fundamental issues for the fourth edition was sort of get us organized along those lines. Uh, Frank had some great information, and Frank was always on cutting edge stuff, trying to get new things in there. And he had chapters on high rise fire protection, for example. He had a chapter on uh, high piled stock warehouses and things like that. And so, I, you know, I said, you know, this is a great idea, Frank, because there's, you know, this, there's a lot of occupancy specific hazards that come out of the way the building is designed. You know, you sort of build this building around what's going on inside of it. And so I said, let's, you know, that's a great area to explore. So let's consolidate that kind of stuff in one chapter. So now, of course, we have a chapter called occupancy specific hazards and things along those lines. So really, I, I think uh, one, of the, one of the areas I think going forward that, um, you know, we're going to be adding on to, you know, as new uh, trends develop and, and things along those lines. Uh, that's an area that we'll see a lot of expansion in that chapter. You know, one of the things about Frank's book is that it's, it, you know, it is a history of 
um, you know, a lot of fires over the last really about 40 years now. Uh, Frank's edition, first edition was uh, 1971, which would put us right about 40 years. Um, and I don't know how many of your listeners know, but actually it was he was asked to teach a class in Montgomery County, Maryland back then in 1971. And he looked around. There was no book on the subject. So he says, I think we need to have something here. And so he actually put together a set of notes, which became fundamentally the the first edition of building construction for the fire service. And so it's been built on over 40 years. And Frank had gone back and researched fires, looking at, you know, what had actually happened these fires with regard to, to the actual structure itself. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of history in there. And, you know, the unfortunate thing about building construction is that um, the tragic part of it, of course, is that we learn these terrible lessons by uh, firefighters making the supreme sacrifice in, in a lot of these uh, buildings that were there are well known to us today, Hackensack Ford or the uh, theater in Brockton, Massachusetts, or or even on 9/11 at the World Trade Center. These are all building construction related issues that you know he made a, a you know um, really a, a you know a real philosophical dedication to making sure that we recorded that stuff so that you know the next firefighter down the line may have a similar kind of situation and uh, be able to use that information and everything to his benefit. Glenn, as a content expert in the area of building construction, what trends are you seeing in this market, and how are those being addressed in your programs? Yeah, I've had a background in, in building construction uh, for a while. Uh, I'm actually a professional engineer and uh, in, in, licensed in Texas, but um, uh, I've always been interested in, you know, in, in firefighting, as many of us are. And, uh, I've, again, this has always been intriguing to me about buildings themselves, so I, I spent a lot of time studying them, and, of course, uh, being in code enforcement, I mean, you're up and close and personal to issues of, uh, of construction. And so I learned a lot with that as well. So uh, I've tried to, from my own experience, try to bring that to the book, um, you know, where I saw things. You know, I just gave a presentation on heavy timber construction. Um, and there's this gigantic issue uh, with these types of buildings, specifically regard to um, reuse of these buildings, how they're being used for um, other purposes now, residential purpose, old mills being converted into apartment buildings, um, you know, being converted into self-storage facilities, uh, being converted into schools and office buildings. And there's a fundamental problem, for example, going on right now that every one of them, when they're sort of rehabilitated, they end up creating all these unbelievable concealed void spaces. And that's a big part of our book here about void spaces. And this building... Uh, was the one building actually in the building code where it says you can't have any of those things. So here we are reusing these buildings and we're creating all these really bad hazards in them. And unfortunately, for those, maybe some of you guys in the code enforcement field will recognize this. This is somewhere where our building code has fallen very far behind reality and what's actually going on. And so um, those are the kind of things that I'm trying to, you know, again in the book, trying to point out to our readers and stuff that even though the code may require something, whatever, don't expect that it's always there because people make mistakes. Number one, in some cases, the codes just don't uh, follow up with, um, you know, what's going on. So this is a book that, you know, we try to keep improving each edition. We try to keep adding new information. And unfortunately, some of that's experience, bad experience that we've had. Uh, but we try that, you know, the fourth edition has uh, sections on, of course, the Worcester Cold Storage Building, which we're all familiar with, and some of the issues there as well. So, um, you know, again, we're, we're really trying to take a, a dynamic approach here to, to keeping the book current and what's going on today. You know, again, building construction is just like firefighting. is a dynamic uh, situation. And um, we are 
um, always trying to learn new things, trying to uh, apply new techniques and what have you. Um, there's a bunch of things going on today. Uh, I mentioned earlier about reuse of old mill buildings, but you know, there's issues of modular construction. Again, not on a lot of people's radar screens right now, but uh, in the future is going to be a significant issue for us. We've got the habitual problem of lightweight construction, uh, particularly lightweight wood frame construction. Um, we've done a lot of research over the last few years. I mean, just recently, Underwriters Laboratories um, uh, determined that, you know, at least as far as uh, some members, um, you know, if you have a basement fire, for example, um, basically involving these uh, lightweight structural wood members, uh, they can fail in as little as six minutes now of fire exposure. So um, these are the things that we address in the book. Um, but going forward, you know, we just got to keep up with this stuff because unfortunately, you know, things in a lot of cases don't get better, they actually get worse. And so we want to sort of think about those, um, you know, as, 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 you know, not only for, for this book, but as individual firefighters, we all should consider, um, you know, making sure that we're on top of what's going on out in the construction field. And so uh, this book hopefully is a great resource for a lot of people to refer to. Um, to see what those trends are. But again, this is something that's that makes this sort of a living document here. Can you tell our listeners what you consider to be the advantages of this program over competitive materials? I think, um, you know, if, if, uh, if you asked a you know, firefighter to look at our book and compare with others, um, I think, you know, the first thing that comes to mind, of course, is that uh, when people mention uh, uh, fire constru uh, building construction for the fire service. Oh, and by the way, I did, what I didn't mention earlier was that um, we purposely put uh, Frank Brennan's name right at the very front because this is his book, you know, and it's going to live on for a very long time. And so um, there's a reason why it, so many people know this book because it is the Bible of fire service. I mean, this is a book that um, a lot of people have read for, for, you know, for just not only for issues of getting promoted in the fire department, just because they want to uh, be a better fire officer, a better firefighter, you know, a safer firefighter. And that's, that's why this book is, is one of the most popular books in the fire service. So we want to continue that tradition of, um, uh, of, again, building and improving and things like that. So I think, you know, if you look at other books out there, um, you know, they've got a long way to catch up when it comes to what, you know, what we've done with, uh, with uh, Frank's book here, Building Construction for the Fire Service, 4th edition. Excellent response, Glenn. I appreciate that. Can you speak to the changes that have been made in this edition? Um, you know, one of, the, one of the funny things actually about uh, my involvement with the fourth edition was um, the fact that, you know, as, as trends change, not only building construction, but book publishing changes over time. And uh, I think a lot of the, the older fellows and gals that have been around a while remember the earlier editions of the book. Um, you know, by the third edition, it was pretty chunky, fat book, you know, black and white photographs. And Frank was you know, banging out that material and stuff. And, you know, it was getting heavier and heavier as time went on. And then here we come along with the fourth edition and it's like thinner and taller, you know, and it's like, you know, how many people have asked me, you know, like, what did you take out of the book? And I said, we well, really, we didn't take anything out. As a matter of fact, there's a bunch of new stuff in there that you don't recognize. It's like deceivingly um, interesting. And the fact that um, there's actually more content in there than there was in the third edition. It's just that because of the larger folio size, um, you know, the size of the book basically and the font size and doing some interesting engineering work uh, and, the, and the things that are beyond my control in the, in the book publishing industry, that they were able to come out with this really beautiful book 
you know, are, you know, not only attractive, but also deceivingly thin. But don't mistake that for content, though, because uh, all that content basically was there before is still there. And all those new things, for example, occupancy-specific hazards, you know, a chapter on collapse, those are all things that are brand new to that fourth edition. So, um, so like I said, uh, this is the stealth version of the, of the building construction for the fire service, perhaps. What are the supplements that are available to accompany the program, and how will they benefit students and instructors alike? Well, in terms of um, teaching methods, you know, I am a I am a professor of fire science at John Jay, and I do a lot of uh, blended learning, or as we term it, typically hybrid learning, where we actually combine both. Uh, physical classroom work, we're sitting in the classroom, but also virtual work on the internet. That's the same thing with our book here that we have, it's not just, the, it's the core product, of course, is the, the book itself, but we have all sorts of other things that allow you to uh, use electronic media, perhaps, and things along those lines to actually um, benefit uh, not only the uh, student, but even the instructor as well, because uh, it makes him or her a more ins effective instructor by giving them various techniques and products to actually uh, get the material across to people. You know, it's, it's always interesting. You know, when I started out in the fire service, uh, all the books were black and white. You know, they had, you know, line drawings in them. You know, somebody sketched, you know, and uh, we've come a long, long way from that, the fact that we're doing a podcast right now, who would have thought, you know, 30 years ago that uh, I'd be sitting at a, at a gigantic firefighting show talking uh, to you uh, f fellow firefighters over the Internet and talking about books and things. I mean, that was unheard of. You know, who would have thought that 30 years ago? So, um, you know, the book, um, you know, Frank, I think, you know, unfortunately, uh, Frank, um, you know, uh, was was he was he's one of the. The, literally, we call him one of the gods of the fire service, basically. He's a, just a great guy. I mean, just a fun person. And, you know, it's so tragic. We actually uh, lost him during the time we're actually producing the fourth edition. Um, and, um, you know, I can't imagine what he would think today, um, just even the short time period since he passed away a few years ago, that what what additional things have come out related to his book. I know his children have just are astonished, and they felt, as I do, that he would have just been bowled over by, you know, everything, the, the study guides and the instructor manuals and all things that no one ever even thought of when he came out with that first book in 1971. So... Um, just, just a, you know, just a wonderful set of things that, again, make the instructor's job easier, but also certainly makes it uh, a better product for the student in terms of their learning. Um, they will absorb materials to see things. I mean, students today, you know, I, I'm in front of 20-year-olds typically that, you know, uh, were born in the 1990s. You know, and I have to remember that all the time that, you know, sitting there that. Uh, you know, they don't know a lot of things that happened in 1970. You know, they've never heard of, like, because I, I teach in New York City, Son of Sam or graffiti on subway cars and, uh, you know, uh, you know the war years in the fire department where, you know, we're doing 12,000 fire runs a year and the AMS was still years away in the fire service in New York. I mean, these are all things that, that have changed over the last three or four decades. And, uh, again, we, we've come a long way, and, and this is such an exciting time to certainly be in the fire service, but exciting time to be learning in the fire service as well. And I think, you know, this book really does it. And I think, you know, uh, Jones and Barlow has done a wonderful job, you know, sort of uh, moving this, you know, book along into the 21st century and, and, and making it uh, a great product even better. So um, anyway, so I think that's, you know, that's in a nutshell, the Bible, the fire service. What else more can you say about it? So thanks again for speaking with us today, Glenn.
Thank you very much, Bill. I appreciate you, uh, you talking with me today. Well, that concludes this episode of the 2011 Fire Authors podcast series. You've been listening to an interview conducted with Glenn Corbett, co-author of Brannigan's Building Construction for the Fire Service, 4th Edition. To learn more about this textbook or to request a complimentary review copy, visit go.jblearning.com bbc. That's go.jblearning.com bbc. Jones & Bartlett Learning, a division of Ascend Learning, is a world-leading provider of instructional, assessment, and learning performance management solutions to the secondary, post-secondary, and professional markets. To learn more about Jones & Bartlett Learning, visit the corporate website at www.jblearning.com.